This is a Gulf Stories moment made possible by the University of West Florida Innovation Institute. Hi again, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another Gulf Stories moment. My guest today, Dr. John Worth, professor of anthropology at UWF, and today we're talking about the 18th century Spanish presidios and missions on and around Pensacola Bay. Dr. Worth, thank you for coming back on the show. How are you, sir? Very good. How about you? I'm glad to have you back. I'm just fine. Thank you. So, so firstly, what, 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 what's the time period we're going to be talking about here? Well, uh, Pensacola, the first presidio was established in 1698, but after 1704, when the missions uh, around Tallahassee were overrun by the English, that's when we begin to see mission Indians, Native Americans that formerly had been Christianized in East Florida, flooded into our area. So beginning in the early 18th century, all the way through 1763, when the Spanish finally left with the remnants of those mission Indians. It seems like Pensacola Bay was sort of ideal to, to, for people to come in. I mean, we've talked about this before a couple of different times on the show. What was happening in and around Pensacola Bay? What made it so obvious, so easy, so special for folks to come on in? Well, Pensacola Bay, from a naval standpoint, maritime standpoint, was a deep water bay. It had a good, deep uh, entrance, and that's unusual for the northern Gulf Coast. So it was very uniquely suited for ships. However, as the Spanish soon learned, the area had actually become somewhat depopulated of native populations. And so one of the things they wanted to do was have native allies that could be watch, you know, watch posts and out guards and people who could help them. So ultimately, they tried to attract some of these mission Indians and other groups that had previously been affiliated with the Spanish to the east. And they ended up attracting them by offering them food and gifts, basically support. Uh, so that they'd get a mutually beneficial relationship. So the missions around Pensacola were part of the Spanish strategy of settling here. So, so yeah, why did the Spanish—so that's why the Spanish encouraged Christianized natives to return and settle around the Presidios? That was going on there? Yes, and in fact, uh, the interesting thing is that it didn't take much encouragement. A lot of the formerly Christianized mission Indians who'd been captive among the Creeks, for example, after the slave years when the English uh, captured them— Ultimately, they came back in order to get the sacraments administered to them by Franciscan priests. I mean, they literally had been Christian for, in some cases, something on the order of a century. And so they came to Pensacola. They didn't go into Pensacola's Presidio, but they lived just far enough away so they could maintain their own existence. They had a friar who came out and, you know, said mass to them. They were able to get some food and other supplies from the Spanish. But ultimately, it was their voluntary choice. They didn't have to come to Pensacola, but uh, two groups, the Appalachian from Tallahassee and another group called the Yamasee, came in from uh, the East Coast and settled here and, and stayed here. It's just fascinating to hear this history. Um, I, I want to fast forward here because there's something else I definitely want to get to. So about 10 years ago, you found an archaeological site of the Apache mission called Escambi. This is near Molino. Tell me about that. What have, have your excavations revealed? What have you learned there? Well, we found the mission in 2009, and we spent six years, six field seasons, excavating with students. We found basically a native village, Appalachian Indians who'd been living there. Their material culture was curiously sort of blended as a result of all their personal histories. They'd lived among the Creek Indians. They lived orig originated in uh, Tallahassee. So what we found was that their culture had sort of blended and become a hybrid of what it was before. But in and amongst all the native pottery and other artifacts, we found a smattering of Spanish goods. And we think that part of that is a result of the Franciscan friar who was living there. Uh, we find tableware, majolica. We found lots of other things. Soldiers were stationed there very briefly. But it's mostly a native village with a Christian church. When you find something like that, and as you said, six years you studied, how often are you surprised? Do you see things and find things where you thought, huh, now that surprises me? 
Yes, there's a, there are many times when we find something, and that's one of the neat things about archaeology is the process of discovery and, and the, the ability to be completely surprised by something new. For example, we found right in the floor of an area we think might be where the, the Franciscan lived or perhaps even where the chief lived, we found a broken fragment of porcelain, mm. export porcelain from China with a painting on the design. So in other words, this is something that had been brought over from Asia on the Manila Galleons to Acapulco, gone across Mexico to Veracruz, shipped to Pensacola, and then walked out to the mission and used as somebody's teacup right there in Pensacola at the Molino Mission. Isn't that incredible? Very, very cool. Yeah, no doubt about it. Dr. Worth, we always appreciate your time and your insights. Thank you, sir, very much. Very welcome. For more Golf Stories moments, visit wuwf.org slash podcast or go to the podcast page of npr.org.